It's Green and Growing with Ashley Frasca. Plants, flowers, trees, and stuff. Brought to you by Pike Nurseries. On 95.5 WSB. Rolling along into hour number three of Green and Growing here with you until nine o'clock. And don't forget, coming up at 8.30 is Pike Nursery. I'll have Brian Albini talking about landscape design. So you'll want to hear that if you're just re-envisioning something, maybe an overhaul to your landscape currently, or you just need some ideas, you know, plant recommendations or ideas of different things to plant where Brian Albini is going to share some tips with you from Pike Nursery at 8.30. And Pike Nursery well represented during the entire show today because Mickey Gasway is here in your home store, West Cobb. Right. It's a fun store. It is a fun store. It is a fun store. Now, it's hard for me to say I have a Mm -hmm. favorite. I mean, Town Lake is my home home base, you know. But I went and met up with Allison Smith over at the East Cobb store on Johnson mm-hmm. Ferry. Their houseplant department is one of my favorites. Oh, good. Like, I don't know. It just, I liked the vibe and good. the feel better. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So every every Pike Nursery has its shining gem. Oh, yeah. And its awesome displays. But all the customer service and employees, bar none, across the border, wonderful at every store. Especially at West Cobb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's right. People come in looking for you. <laughs> no, I know it's they a do. fun place to work. Now, mm-hmm. do you want to give a shout out to your store manager? Because I've not met your store this manager This is Larry. Yet. Larry okay. Brandon. Yeah, he's a great he's a great store manager. Well, I'm going to have to get him on the radio. Oh, you'll what have are to. We, yeah, what are we waiting for? Uh, that's come right. on, Larry. All right. So 404-872-0750. Back out to the phones. A lot of great questions for me and for Mickey. And John Gazaway pipes up every now and then, too. I love it. So we've got uh, a lot of knowledge in this room. So up next is Valerie calling from Powder Springs. Hey there. Good morning, Valerie. Good morning. So I love your question, but you're dealing with a tricky landscape, aren't you? Yes. I have a slope. It gets full sun. And I need a privacy screen, and I need the best technique and what kind of possibly arborvitae to plant on that slope without it uh, washing away. So trees are a little bit trickier on a slope just simply because I think of erosion. And so normally you, you kind of look to do a ground cover or something vining, not to say that you couldn't But she do wanted trees. something tall. Yeah. She wanted a screen. I think maybe a, um, one of the hollies, one of the big hollies, you'll just have to flatten out a space to put it on like you're leveling a little space for it. But once they make, they have large root systems, I love like Nellie Stevens or something like that if you can use something that big. But they do well on, on um, slopes. And Valerie said arborvitae. Yeah, arborvitae. Yeah. <laughs> so Valerie, yeah, I that's gonna I be... have two Holly Stevens. They take up a lot of room. Yes. I don't. I'm a little limited. Oh, on, okay. Um, how big? Do you, how tall space. do you want it to be, and how wide? Oh, it's oh, as tall as it can be. And I have uh, the width. It. Uh, it can be any width because I can determine how many to have in this space, mm-hmm. depending on how wide it gets. I mean, you could use... But at least 10, maybe 10 foot tall okay. is possible. Okay. You could use the arborvitaes, but if you do, you're going to have to flatten it out first and make sure that you keep them watered. So that, I mean, Valerie, I, I promise I didn't do this on purpose, but when, when we have that landscape design conversation coming up in about 15 minutes with Brian from Pike Nursery, if you'll stay listening after 830, I'll ask him that. But exactly what Mickey is saying, you've got to terrace the slope first. So mm-hmm. that may, depending on the, the slope of it, that may... You know, you may start bringing in railroad ties or or walls, retaining walls or something. So I don't know the pitch of your 
slope, but that's kind of when it starts to get a little bit tricky and it's not just easy for you to terrace yourself. Right. Yeah. So. But, well, thank you. You've given me a lot to think about. Yeah. And do keep listening because I will ask your question specifically to Brian because, um, yeah, it just is going to depend on how deep you need to dig in to flatten that area out and make right. sure the dirt above is not going to come down. But trying to plant a tree on a slope by itself, just probably not going to work. Yeah, you could do a small, or you could do one of maybe like the Burford Hollies or something like that that get like six to 10 feet tall. Yeah, You could do something like that because they do make big root systems that'll hold that slope. Oh, yeah. See, so, <laughs> but I mean, I guess in the beginning, trying to really tie down that tree or whatever. Well, you're not going to have, it's not going to be real big to begin with. Yeah, Plant a smaller true. one, maybe. Yeah. So, oh, yeah, Valerie, great question for Brian. And okay. thank you, Mickey, for weighing in on that. Yep. 404-872-0750. Joanne calling from Southeast Atlanta. Hey, Joanne, welcome to the show. Yes, good morning, Ashley. Hey, good morning, uh, Mickey. Um, uh, Ashley and Mickey, uh, I decided to experiment this year with squeaky potatoes because I love them so yeah. I, but I don't have a yard. I did it on a patio. I got them, I got them in a container on my patio. But but my problem is when what the vines they just they grew real good this year, real beautiful. But what when do I pull them up? And once I pull them up, what do I do with them? I I, I hang up in this. So you you obviously don't know what you got underneath yet, do you? Mm-hmm. Down in the soil? No, no, I surely don't. And not, years ago, I heard Walter says tell give a. Uh, how to plant them, but I don't remember uh, what he said. So the vines, yeah, they grow, they they're still growing. But oh, when, awesome. when do I when do I when do I pull them up, and what do I do with them once yeah. I pull them up? And when did you plant them? Uh, it's been about six months ago. Okay, so yeah. oh, Joanne's so excited. It's like an Easter egg. Oh hunt. yeah, so fun. The best mm-hmm. thing with potatoes, whether it's you know Irish potatoes or sweet potatoes or whatever, when that leaf starts to wilt and yeah. the leaf starts to fade. Yellow. Yeah. Yeah. And then that's kind of a sign that, okay, we've given all mm-hmm. we've got to the plant or the uh, potato down underground. And so instead of though, Joanne, like when she sees that the leaf is starting to fade or wilt or yellow, instead of yanking it up, I don't think you want to do that. Does she want to dump the container over? Yeah, probably so. Probably yeah. so. You could feel down in there and see how they feel. I always do that. You know, I feel around for one of them and see if it's growing pretty good. If it's not, then I might leave it a little bit longer. Oh, yeah, but, before you commit uh, to dumping commit it. it. Yeah. That's true. But then you can dump it out. Yeah. So put good. the glove on. I mean, it may be. Uh, I mean, a garden glove, yeah, but like I'm thinking almost, what if she uses a latex glove? That way she'll really get a better feel. It's thinner. Yeah. So she'll get a better feel for what's in there, feel a couple of them. And like you said, if they don't feel quite right but i mean they're not going to be huge oh they're not going to be huge but they'll be great they, yeah. and they'll taste so good oh they yeah just are so for good sure like so that. then when you know you're ready to harvest them joanne and those leaves have wilted and yellowed dump the whole thing over carefully maybe onto the cement or into the grass or a piece of plastic or something and just carefully dig through that soil and pick out the potatoes and then how do you cure them i mean they need to probably let them, you let them sit out for a few days just let them sit on out know. on the patio yeah or in in the shade Okay, in the shade. Yeah. Maybe put something up around him. Maybe a hamper basket turned upside down or something. That way, just a rodent's not going to get to him. Well, I didn't think about that. But But that's going to be fun to harvest those. I did sweet potatoes once, and Josh Fooder, who's head of the Cherokee County uh, Extension Office, gave me a purple sweet potato. And the inside, the flesh is like Play Doh. I mean, it is that purple. 
And but that when was, you cook them, they're not purple tasted anymore. Tasted the same. No, yeah. so I made shepherd's pie. Okay. And John was so grossed out by the thought of a purple potato. So <laughs> I did mashed potatoes on his side on the top, you know. Oh, how funny. And I did the mashed purple sweet potato, potato for my, and he's like, don't even let that purple touch my <laughs> mashed potatoes. <laughs> That's funny. But it tastes the same. Oh, it really wow. did as a fleshy orange sweet potato. Man. It wasn't as soft as the orange, you know, but it was still, it was good. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was thinking the purple ones were Irish potatoes. Mm-mm, no, oh, no well, this, okay, this kind was okay, a sweet potato. Okay, then that's that's a different one. Isn't that yeah, cool? That's what I was. Thinking. I loved harvesting that. So, oh, Joanne, fun. I think you're you're getting close. Just have some <laughs> patience and wait to see those leaves turn uh, yellow. I love that. Four zero four eight seven two zero seven fifty. All right, we've got Jane in Smyrna. Good morning, Jane. Hey, good morning. So, what's um, going on? Well, I think I want to put a witch hazel tree up uh, near the street where I can see it. And I'm wondering what time of year uh, Pike orders them that I could come in. And I guess I'm thinking of Arnold's Promise, that particular cultivar, because I read that it blooms um, February, early March, kind of when nothing else is blooming. So when would I come in to Pike to get one? And do you all regularly order them? It's not something that we have all the time, but we do. We get most of our orders in the fall, and I would think that's when we have the witch hazels too. It's not. It's not a really one that we have all the time, so I'm not sure. But I would think probably in the fall. And so, like uh, some fall shipments are starting to come oh, in yes, now. Yes, yes, right. But this now. is going to be a regular thing. Yeah, Maybe now she checks back October. every week. Yeah, yeah, check it out. And then that's the time to plant it too. Yeah. Yeah, wow. and check with the manager of the store that you're at because they can tell you whether they're going to get them in or not. Yeah, and so I, I don't want to upset Pike store managers by saying this, Mickey, but like how common is it that somebody could ask for something unusual? I'm not going to say rare, which hazel isn't rare, but something a little more unusual and do like a special order. Is that even possible? Sometimes it, it just, just depends. depends on what our vendors have. Yeah. And so you, you're better off talking with somebody that does the, the ordering and they can tell you what, what is available and what they can get. Sometimes they can tell you something at another store. Oh, yeah. We can say, hey, well, we don't have it here, but they've got it at another store and they could actually transfer it in for you. Oh, that'd be good. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, Jane, good luck with that. And she said it flowers in March when yeah. nothing else. Yeah. I've never seen witch hazel, I don't think. Yeah. Or if I have, I didn't know. Yeah, they're not, they're not a lot of them around. So that's why. I'm not sure about it. Okay. Oh, that's cool. I like that. All right, Jane, thank you for the call. So we're going to take a break, step out and check traffic and weather. And when we come back, uh, Lana in Monroe has a question about milkweed for the monarch Ooh, butterfly. Yeah. I love that we're getting monarch and butterfly questions this morning. So you've got time to jump into 404-872-0750. We'll be back right after this. Thank you, Scott. All right, we are back with the update on your weekend weather brought to you by Finley Roofing. I don't even think I need to look at it because I kind of have it memorized. It's the same for today as it is for tomorrow. A 30% chance for isolated afternoon storms. Uh, high of 88, a low of 71. So open those windows in the evening, sit out on the back deck because it's really starting to be pleasant. And then we may be reaching the 90s come midweek. Yeah, I don't want that. So the complete forecast comes up, though, here in about 10 minutes. Green and Growing with Ashley Frasca. Here's your garden to-do list this week. 
Number one, start thinking about planting wildflower seeds. It's not hard. Lightly prepared soil. There's not a lot you have to do as far as nutrition or really rich soil like you would for a garden. Avoid areas where the grass is going to compete, though. And right now, beginning like today or early September, mow and spray the area because you want it to have less competition and be outgrown by other things. So mow and spray the area with a herbicide to eliminate any existing vegetation. You may have to do that once more in a week or two, but then by October or so, it's going to be fine to plant the seeds. Number two, fertilize patio pots with water-soluble high-nitrogen fertilizer to promote strong growth this fall. One of my favorites is Osmocote. It's got a pink cap. Yeah, that is so good. I use it on pansies. I use it year-round, slow-release. It works really well for potted plants. And number three, September is peak time for caterpillars. They become more prevalent in the fall. You're going to see stinging caterpillars, though. Be careful, like the saddleback, the tussock moth. Um, And now I have since learned the hickory horned devil, a big green one that could be as big as a hot dog. Not not poisonous. So I kind of thought he was. He looks like he's scary. But he's, he's fine, and Mickey has held one in her hand, and she's still here to talk about it. So, um, And snakes, too. Just be on the lookout for them. Uh, I have seen posts about a couple of friends recently uh, spotting copperheads, maybe under leaf debris. John has seen one as well. Um, wood piles, bags of old mulch or soil that you've just left sitting. So please make a lot of noise. Ruffle things around before you go reaching for those things. Scare them off. All right, Mickey, I really like this next question. I hope I'm saying it. Is it Lana? From Monroe? Yes, yes, it is. Hey there, Lana. You've got a great question for Mickey this morning. Good morning. Good morning. Yes, I'm looking for milkweed. I have not been able to find it, and I just wondered if uh, Pike's Nurseries had them. Yes, we do. We have we have several kinds of milkweed. I don't know what we've got right now, and the different stores have different ones, but we do have the milkweed. Yeah, and it's been great. We've used the the monarchs have just loved it. They really have. Wonderful. Thank you. Because I had a bush uh, before I left. I was in the military, and I, I was right. gone six years. And, and, I mean, the flowers, and, I you know, I c- couldn't remember what it was anymore. But that thing died while I was gone. So, yeah. wonderful. Okay, so I can I can get it at... at uh, and pikes, you should be able to. And we have we have the the native milkweed as well as we have the um, we have an annual milkweed, a perennial milkweed. So I don't know what the different stores have right now, but um, we do have milkweeds. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, Lana. You as well. Native is so important there. Um, I had the guest, uh, Yop Darud from Emory University, a professor in biology whose research is on monarch butterflies. Mm -hmm. And he said, don't get tempted into doing the tropical milkweed and all these different things. They really, really need native. And for anybody who's not near a pike nursery, that's your easiest bet. Going in a pike nursery, picking up the milkweed. If you're not near one, though, if you're listening to us in northeast Georgia or central south Georgia, um, (laughs) you'd still have to make a trip to Atlanta. But the Darud Lab... Um, there, Yop Darude, they are going to be giving away milkweed for folks. Ooh. So you'd have to plan to go to the campus of Emory if you find yourself in the city. But what a fantastic thing to promote monarchs. We love that. 404 872 Brian Albini with Pike Nursery. We'll be talking landscape design next. Stay tuned. with Ashley Frasca. Plants, flowers, trees, and stuff. Brought to you by Pike Nurseries. On 95.5 WSB. 
It's been a really fun show. Have Mickey Gasway in the studio from Pike Nursery, and she will promptly leave this show and head straight to her home base, the West Cobb store on uh, Barrett Parkway. I started to say Buford Highway. I don't know where that came from, but Barrett Parkway, yes, uh, in Kennesaw, because there is a class, a free class at Pike Nursery beginning at 10 o'clock this morning. Most locations, if not all, class for beginning gardeners. So get on pikenursery.com, register for that real quick. It's free, um, and just let them know you're coming. Pick your store. And that's going to be fun. And you can also see the full um, slate of classes. There are a few more this fall coming up at pikenursery.com. And you can also find out all kinds of information about their landscape design team. And with me now, I've got Brian Albini, landscape designer for Pike. Hey there, Brian. Welcome back. Good morning, Ashley. Great to hear your voice. You too. It's been a long time, so I'm glad we, we brought you back on. And this is the time of year for folks to start thinking about getting on your calendar, isn't it? Oh, my gosh. This is the best time for uh, planting trees and shrubs and uh, even some of the uh, perennials, but mainly trees and shrubs. It's falls the time to do it, and, and we're starting to get busy. So, yeah, it's a great time to call in and, and get on the schedule for a design. And now what I love about the website, when people go to pikenursery.com and they can find out about landscape services and design and all that, y'all have pretty much a level for every budget you know if it just needs to be a home garden consultation where someone like mickey comes out and spends a couple of hours or full throttle what your crew does brian doing retaining walls and plantings and all that kind of stuff and there's even things in between y'all offer everything for the customer we really do we try and fit all the all the needs that they may have even if it's you know coming in with uh, a few pictures to get some advice to like you said, coming out and, and having one of our uh, our designers coming out and meeting on site and really kind of walking through each step of the process. Yeah, and installations too. So you can let Brian and the crews um, actually plant the trees and shrubs and stuff you decide on, or you pick it, they plant it, or you pick it and plant it based on their guidance and their recommendations of, you know, when they come out to the landscape, taking into account whether or not you've got a slope or wet low-lying areas or how much sun exposure you get, that's all really important to the plant experts that are going to be able to tell you what goes where, you know, as far as trying to meet your wishes and your desires of what you want. Um, but let's talk about people thinking, you know, I want to kind of spruce some things up myself, Brian, and, and do some things in the fall. What are some of the highlights we need to think about when we're picking out plants for our landscape? I'd say the, the number one thing is making sure you have the right plant for the right place. Yes. And while there's not always a perfect plant for the perfect place, at least it can be right and it can be, um, will do the, the job that you need it to do. And, you know, that's where, you know, paying for design really actually saves you some money because, yeah. you know, it, it takes two big mistakes to, to cover the cost of a, a design. And um, uh, that's where we really help out. But, um, you know, picking the right plant, um, having a realistic goal in terms of what you can accomplish maintenance-wise. You know, it's great to have a really beautiful, full, lush, perennial garden, but there's a lot of maintenance in that. And that's not a, if that's not a, a part of your lifestyle, then uh, we need to account for that and make sure that we get you some, you know, a low-maintenance landscape. And maybe there's a, a focal point with some great color or some great height and you know, we take all of that into consideration and we, you know, we think about color and texture and form and, you know, are we doing more of a formal garden or an informal garden and uh, do we want to do straight lines or curves? And, um, you know, I like to try and help folks create, I call it that little Instagram moment where, <laughs> yeah. okay, I, I may not have a ton of time, but I've got this little space and I, I really want to create a wow factor here. And, 
So, you know, keeping all of those things in mind is important. Well, and the the experts at Pike Nursery, too, I guarantee there is something in bloom 12 months out of the year. You may not know it, or if you're new to the South, you're like, no way. There's not something blooming all 12 months of the year, but there is. So that's something to think about, like when Brian mentioned color, too. You can always Mm -hmm. have color. You can always have texture and variation in the landscape for every different season. And when you talk about form, Brian, you're talking about shape. But talk about mm-hmm. how the different plants kind of give different looks based on the shape or the form that they've got. Well, I mean, you can have a plant that's a little bit more uh, horizontal, um, a little more vase-shaped and kind of low and spreading, uh, something like a you know a vintage jade distillium that's got a little bit wider. And then, you know, when you pop in something that's got some verticality to it, like a coral bark maple or a you know, limelight hydrangea or something like that, that vertical element within that horizontal space really catches your eye. And that, you know, that really makes it a focal point. And there's so many things that can grow as these shapes naturally. And it's so funny Mm -hmm. because I think the idea of pruning hedges and pruning boxwoods like at a round lollipop form, I mean, that came from Europe back hundreds of years ago. And a lot of people over here still do it when they just go go at a hedge with the trimmers and make something, right. you know, I mean, you're kind of making something do something that's not naturally grown to do, but there are different shrubs. If you have the right thing in the right place that will grow naturally to the shape you want it with just minimal shaping, right? Correct. Yeah. I had a client this week that was tired of the quote unquote mushrooms in her yard. <laughs> and so we were going to get rid of all the, uh, the meatballs and the rectangles. Meatballs. And, that's it. <laughs> and do some, you know, just some smaller, less intensive uh, uh, plants that will stay a little bit smaller and, and they don't need to be, you know, hit every week with the hedge trimmers. Yeah. I mean, if you're talking, like you said, someone who doesn't have a lot of time, they do want something low maintenance, not a shrub. Like one of the... I don't want to say one of the worst. It is a wonderful shrub, but like Laura Pedlum, Chinese Fringe, that is mm-hmm. something that really needs to be pruned because it can grow crazy and really tall. Mm-hmm. So that's why mm-hmm. we have the experts like you all who can still give us some ideas for that color and that pretty flower and stuff and still be in the right place. And so many, Brian, too, like I would think that this is probably popular now or maybe has been for a while, but there's dwarf varieties of almost everything. So maybe I don't have the room for a full-size gardenia, but there's a dwarf mm-hmm. variety. I mean, there's smaller varieties of almost everything you want. That way you don't have to do all that pruning. That's true. And, you know, it, it, it really comes down to how you go about your pruning. And if you are, if you're training a plant to be, you know, a hedge and you're hitting it with the hedge trimmers every week, it's going to be really tight. But, you know, I've got some dwarf laura petal in my yard and yeah. I, you know, I go maybe once a month or so. And yes, they get a little bit hairy, but it's a little bit more of a natural look and it's not as tight. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, that's something that I prefer. And, you know, all my clients are different and they all have their, you know, uh, their wishes and, you know, it's subjective and, and what they want, whether they want a, a very formal boxwood garden or they, you know, want something a little bit more loose and natural where we get some ornamental grasses and, you know, more perennials and, um, you know, some advice as far as, okay, when you're talking to your maintenance company, really walk around and, and, you know, form that partnership where you're, you know, talking through exactly how you want things to look. 
Yeah, your landscape company, whoever you use to mow and blow and all that, I, I really believe in communicating with them because you don't want them pruning something that they don't even know what it is. If that crew cannot identify that plant and then they go prune your hydrangea at the wrong time and then you're calling me months later wondering why it's not blooming, mm-hmm. that that makes me so angry. So you're right. Once Pike has given you the knowledge and now you are the plant expert in your own lawn and you share mm-hmm. that knowledge with the landscape crew and say, hey, these plants are important to me have that communication. I'm so glad you said that, Brian. Um, And Mm -hmm. also talking about ornamental grasses, that really seems to be catching on. I think just for years that kind of became sleepy. People didn't really consider them. But what a great, uh, you know, just tool in the toolbox to have. Oh, gosh, I love them. They're one of my favorites. And even even just having the scanthus grass, Mm -hmm. um, it's as tough as nails. And it's August, and everything else is kind of fading, but Miscanthus grass is just coming on, and, you know, she's doing her thing. And, you know, if you can situate that where you get some low morning or afternoon light that just hits it just right, it's, oh, it's gorgeous. I love that. All right, so if you don't mind, before you go, give us the details of a landscape design, kind of what the fee is, what's included in that, and where folks can get started. Sure, yeah, uh, they can get started on our website. Uh, they can sign up there, or they can go into the store. Uh, the fee is for uh, five forty nine, and that's for a front yard or a backyard. Um, we can add on some extra spaces at um, you know additional pricing, and you know designer will go over that with you when when we meet with you on site. And so when we get out there, we'll meet with you and go over your you know your goals and objectives, and get your brain dump and what you've been thinking about. And then we'll put together design and get that over to you. And, you know, if you, uh, you know, purchase the plant material and insulation from us and uh, spend over $3,500 in uh, material, that's, you know, mulch, plants, pine straw, that sort of thing from Pike, then that uh, $549 is rebated back towards oh, your, cool. um, your, your project. So it's okay. a free design at that point. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And then... And we'll, you know, we we kind of guide you through the entire process all the way through being completed with the installation. We leave you with a care package with uh, fertilizing, watering instructions. And then I think the biggest benefit is that, you know, we're here for you after the project's done. You come into any of our stores and we can give you advice about what might be happening to this plant or how you may want to prune that plant. And yeah, we're 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 here to be your neighborhood garden center through um, you know through the lifetime of your garden. Absolutely, taking pictures, bringing in stems or cuttings or leaves or whatever you know of the plant if something's going on with it. Um, and when you spend, you know, like you said, up to thirty five hundred dollars or more in the plants and materials and all that, you get that design fee rebated back. But you're spending that thirty five hundred if you spend it on trees and shrubs. That should be one time you're spending it on that tree, on that shrub, because they're guaranteed for life. Talk about how that's different than anything anybody else does. Well, I don't know anyone that has a lifetime guarantee on their trees and shrubs. So that's anything from a a Japanese maple to a gardenia or azalea. And, um, you know, if it dies within that first year and we did the project, then we'll actually come out and replace it for you. We'll do the work. If it dies after that, just let us know and we'll set up a replacement and you can either um, come by and pick it up or have your, your maintenance person come get it and, and pop it in the ground. But we'll provide that 
um, that same plant to you uh, at no charge. Yeah, and, I, and I've had to do that. I'm very organized. I know most people may not be, but I save the receipts and I save the plant tag, right, the label, mm-hmm. and I put it in a drawer in my garden bench in the garage. But when I had my sky pencil hollies, I don't know if I let scale get to them or what, but they just started losing those little leaves. And man, I yeah. <laughs> it wasn't too big, so I took it right out of the pot put it in my mm-hmm. back seat and brought it to Pike. And I was like, look, dead. I had it like a chicken by the neck. I was just like, these are dead. And so I went and got new ones. And it was really, yeah. really easy. It was maybe a year later. So I, mm-hmm. I, that is true. Trees and shrubs guaranteed for life. Yes, right. absolutely. Well, Brian, I hope you get to uh, see a lot of customers this fall and meet a lot of my listeners. And please tell them I said hello when you're out there. I will do it, Ashley. And, Thank you so much for, for having me on. And I may be seeing you guys soon at my house. I got a project for you, and uh, we'll be talking about it. It, it might be big. <laughs> well, good. I would love to help with that, come out and meet with you and Shadow and, and um, uh, spend some time in your yard. Oh, Shadow can't wait. She loves new visitors. And yeah, like if you don't <laughs> mind being on camera, I think we're going to kind of catalog it and film it along the way. So we'll have a good time. Sounds good. Looking forward to it. Thanks, Brian. Really appreciate you. Good to hear from you. You too. Thanks, Ashley. Have a great day. You too. So see easy, folks. PikeNursery.com. Go to Landscape Services. And like I said, for every budget, whether you can just afford a garden consultation for someone to come out and identify things for you, spend an hour or two with you. If they just come out and say what plants are good for that spot, and then you want to go buy them and plant them yourself, you save a little bit of money there. Or $549 for the design. And then, you know, you can go further with them installing, you installing. But that is worth the price if you're just looking to overhaul your landscape or maybe it's time for a change. You buy new furniture. Why not change up the landscape, right? All right. When we come back, top three things to do in the landscape this weekend and more from Mickey Gasway next on WSB. The update on the weekend weather brought to you by Finley Roofing. Today and tomorrow, a chance for isolated storms. 30% chance, in fact, but a high of 88 and a low of 70. Green, green and growing. Ashley Frasca's top three things to do this weekend. All right, Mickey Gazaway standing by with number three. But first, number one, fertilize patio pots with water-soluble high-nitrogen fertilizer to promote strong growth this fall. Something like Osmocote's going to be really good. Or Dr. Earth, their line at Pike Nursery, they've got a fertilizer for everything. Just look on the label. You don't even have to know how to read. For roses, for tomatoes, for everything. Number two, September is peak time for most caterpillars, but be careful of the stinging ones. Saddleback is the one with a green, literal, like saddle on his back, or tussock moth a fuzzy light yellow color with black tufts that are taller than the rest of his hair. A hickory horn devil is a really interesting looking one. Big and green can be as big as a hot dog, but not venomous, not poisonous, and also be on the lookout for snakes. Mickey, what's your number three? Mine is to make sure you get your vegetable garden. Get ready for the fall garden for your broccoli and your cabbage. Add some uh, amendments. You can use some cow manure or some mushroom compost. Mix it in there, and then you'll be all ready for your fall garden. Do I need any time for the compost to break down a little bit, or I can just plant right Unless away? it's a, a fresh compost, but no, like the mushroom compost and the cow manure and everything. Just go ahead and get it in and mix it in. And it'll be perfect. All right, folks can go see Mickey today at her home base, West Cobb Pike Nursery, or find any of the 15 locations at pikenursery.com. Thank you, Mickey, and thank you, John, for being here. So much fun. We had a great time. We'll do it again sooner on the holidays. I love it. Yeah. It will be great. All right. And next Saturday, I will be back with you for another edition of Green and Growing, hopefully with DeMarco and Leo. So y'all have a great weekend. Thanks so much.
For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.